0: Praise the Lord. This is Jacob Lovelace with The Promise Church, and we want to welcome you to our new podcast, Messages from The Promise. We want you to be blessed by the word of the Lord that's shared here each week at The Promise Apostolic Church. Hope these words richly bless you. God bless. We appreciate all your efforts. Amen, amen. You can be turning in your Bibles to John chapter 14. And John chapter eighteen, John fourteen, and John eighteen. As you're turning there, I'll take just a moment, and I'll give honor where honor is due. I'm thankful uh, to our pastor for giving me this invitation uh, to speak here this evening, this afternoon. Uh, grateful for that opportunity that he's given to me. I'm thankful for the example he's setting for preaching this glorious gospel and being a witness, which all of us are called to be. And I'm grateful for that example that he sets. I'm thankful for you, the saints, and for uh, your support of my ministry and all the the, uh, support you give to this church. We have an incredible group of people, and I'm grateful, and I give you honor. Amen. Amen. I give the uh, lay ministers of this church. There's so many capable people that could preach and teach and and do any sort of uh, types of ministry. We are blessed here at The Promise. If you believe that, give the Lord a hand for that. Amen. Aren't you thankful for as blessed as we are? Amen. Amen. And I do give honor to my wife and to my children. Uh, They've supported me through thick and thin. Uh, uh, I tell everybody all the time, I don't know how I got my wife, but uh, I'm glad I did. I'm I'm blessed to be uh, married to somebody as capable and as awesome of a person as she is. And I'm thankful for her and my kids. They'll do. They'll do. Just kidding. I have some awesome kids, and I'm proud of them. I I feel like the Lord, pastor asked me a few days to go, and I'll let you be seated in just a moment to preach. And I told told my wife the next day, I said, he shouldn't have asked me. It was like, what, 7 o'clock or something like that, that you text me. I said, when somebody asks me, I usually don't take my phone anywhere near the bed because if I see something, my brain goes, and I don't want to hear no phone calls or texts in the evenings. But uh, I happened to have it beside me. And uh, when he texted text, about 1.30 in the morning, my brain was going. <laughs> so I, bl- I believe the Lord actually at that point, uh, that evening, woke me up and, and spoke a word to me. And uh, I'm going to preach it as best I can. I, w- I hope I can preach it the way I feel it. But I'm going to preach it as best I can. John chapter 14, verse 6. The Bible said, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way. The truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. He's the way, the truth, and the life. John chapter 18. This is normally reserved for Easter time message, but I believe the Lord showed me something in this, and I'll talk to you about it in just a moment. Verses 33 through 40. John chapter 18, verses 33 through 40. Bible says, Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again and called Jesus, said unto him, Art thou the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Sayest thou this thing of thyself? Or did others tell it thee of me? Pilate answered, I, Am I a Jew? Thine own nation and the chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight. And I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? And Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end I was born, and for this cause I came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth, heareth my voice. Pilate saith unto him, What is truth? What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews, and saith unto them, I find in him no fault at all, but ye have a custom that I should release unto you one of the One, at the Passover, will ye therefore that I release unto you the king of the Jews? Then cried they all again, saying, not this man, but Barabbas. And then the Bible says, now Barabbas was a robber. I want to preach to you for just a little while. Truth be told. Truth be told. I want us to pray. This is going to be a different kind of message for me to preach, and I'm praying God help me deliver it the right way, and I'm, helping, I'm praying that he help you to receive it the right way. Uh, I'm just going to ask that we pray, and let's just pray that God's anointing would rest on all of us. God, I'm so grateful for this opportunity to preach your word. Lord, I'm thankful for this group of people that are here to hear something from you. God, I know what you've called me to do here today, and I pray, Lord, that you would set our minds in the right place, that you'd put our hearts in the right place. God, that you would help us to focus on what you have for us here today. God, let your anointing rest in us and in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Give the Lord one more hand clap. Oh, he's worthy here this evening. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. John Gill's uh, commentary said this. The gospel is truth. I may pause there for just a moment. The gospel is truth. It comes from the God of truth. Lies in the scriptures of truth. Christ, who is truth itself, is the substance of it. The spirit of truth leads into it, and makes it effectual. The whole of it is truth and every particular doctrine of it. The Bible is truth. The Word of God is truth. The gospel that we preach and represent in this church is the truth. It's the unadulterated infallible Word of God, and it is nothing but the plain and simple truth. It's interesting in this context of this scripture, and I've I've heard this story all of my life. Um, one of the, the, the most blessed and, and exciting times of the year for any Christian is Easter. Of course, such a horrific event, but what a celebration we as Christians are able to have that our Savior uh, died for us. But not only died, but he was buried and he rose again. And we get to celebrate that once a year. So we've heard this story often. And uh, from the perspective of the people choosing between Jesus and Barabbas. The Bible calls him a robber here. But in all interpretation, it really meant that he was more of a revolutionary type of person. And Based on my study, he probably came against the Roman government was why he was being sentenced to death. So they looked at Barabbas and they looked at Jesus and they determined between this man who had come in between, come against the Roman government, according to scholars, and Jesus who had done nothing but good. It's interesting when you look at the name Barabbas, when you, when you look at what his name actually means. His name... Uh, in the word Greek is Barabbas, but it comes from an Aramaic word, Barabba, and it means son of the father. So the word Barabbas actually means son of the father, and a lot of religious scholars feel like that over a course of time that they actually removed his surname or his first name from the scripture, and believe it or not, His first name, according to many scholars and some ancient manuscripts that have been found, was Jesus. So this man that they chose instead of Jesus the Christ, the Messiah, that we know to be our Savior, was Jesus. Jesus, who was the Son of the Father, was chosen or was picked against or put against, I'm sorry, Jesus, the Son of the Father. So Jesus, who was the son of the father, was put up against the man Barabbas, or Jesus, the son of the father. Evidently, they had a very similar, if not almost exactly, the same name. So when these two men stood before the people that day, and they called out their names, it's very possible. Now hear me now. I'm not trying to preach a new doctrine. I'm just telling you what I believe I found and what I believe God spoke to me. You don't have to run home and tell everybody that that I think that he was at par with Jesus by any means. But it's very possible that day that they put Jesus up against Jesus. Jesus was a very common name in that day. And they put Jesus up against Jesus. And they said, Which one of these Jesuses do you want? And literally during this period of time, Pilate had been talking to Jesus, who was the Christ. And said, what are you here for? Are you a king? And he said, listen, I'm just here to preach and teach the truth. And the people who are of the truth, they're going to hear me. The people who really want the truth, they're going to hear me. And they're going to obey me. And then Pilate, who's literally looking at the one who was the way and was the truth, said, what is truth? Boy, that's a powerful question. And in this day and time, in the day we're living in, the things that are swelling around in this world, I think a lot of people are asking that very question. What is truth? I don't know how confused you are right now, but I, I literally cannot hardly watch the news because they're just going to edit what somebody says, and they're going to change the video content, and they're going to manipulate the picture, and they're going to bring in their panel of experts, and they're going to make it sound like whatever they want it to sound like anyways. So I ask you, what is the truth? Man, it seemed like it used to be simpler. It just seemed like things used to be a lot more straightforward. Seemed like Men and women alike used to have more integrity and seem like our leaders used to want to base their decisions on truth. But, man, it seems like somebody will tell you a lie to get the lollipop out of your hand just like that. It seems like you can't get an honest response from anybody. I mean, and I'm not even trying to get into any sort of debates or any kind of politics. I'm tired of hearing about it, to be honest. But I think people are trying to manipulate us on both sides of the aisle. I think, I think the conservatives are working this on one side, and the liberals are working this on another side, and I can't hardly get my mind wrapped around on what is really the truth. Man, I'm telling you, the truth's a powerful thing. When you, I, I'm just uh, bear with me for just a little bit. You can ask my wife, and I always validate things through her, cause I think people trust her. <laughs> She's good folk. But you can ask her. I cannot stand. When I feel like that I'm being manipulated, I mean, I resent it with an absolute passion. I, it's it's got to be something right in here somewhere, and I mean, it grabs my brain and quirks me. It, it don't matter if it's for my good or not, but when I feel like somebody's working me, I mean, I, if there's ever been a, a root of bitterness comes up in my life, that's when it happens. I'm just like, man, just tell me the truth. Just be plain to me. Hey, let me digest it for myself because I know if I know the truth, and I can work with the truth. If, I, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm with a doctor or something, don't give me the roundabout. Just tell me what I got going on and let me know how I'm supposed to handle it. If there's some situation going on with my kids at school, don't hem-haw around. Just tell me what they did and let me try to handle it. I just want to know the truth. Truth's empowering. Something you can work with. Something that you can put your feet on and have some sure footing. Something you can get hold of if you really know the truth. Pilate said, what is the truth? What is truth? And he was staring it in the face. This group of people looked at Jesus and Jesus trying to determine to them what was truth. They picked Barabbas. Listen to the value of truth. Proverbs 23 says this, buy the truth and sell it not. I think it's interesting. It didn't say here how much, is how much the truth's going to cost, and you need to try to figure out if you can afford it. You know, there's a lot of times in the Bible it says consider the cost. Think about it. You know, make sure you weigh out what you're doing. I preached just a little while ago about becoming his disciple, and he said, hey, you need to make sure you really want to be a disciple of Christ. You need to consider what this going to cost you. But it doesn't say anything about the cost in this. It says, "Buy the truth. I don't care what the price tag says. It doesn't matter how much it's going to cost you. It doesn't matter if it's going to empty your bank account. It doesn't matter if you're going to lose every relationship you've got. It doesn't matter if friends and family are going to turn against you. It doesn't matter if it's going to cost you all your popularity. The Bible says, "Buy the truth. Buy the truth. You don't even, you know, a lot of times I'll be in a shop and I'll flip over the price tag, say, I can't afford that. No, no, no. You don't even have to look at the price tag. You need to buy the truth. Amen. Amen. Doesn't matter what it costs you. Buy the truth. You better make sure you've got the truth. It's important. That's how important it is. You need to buy the truth and sell it not. It does, you know, I, I'll just tell you. And, and, I'm, and, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to to, to work over my, my heritage or anything. But I'll be honest with you. The truth came pretty cheap to me. Man, I've been raised in the truth. It's all I've ever known. It didn't really cost me a whole lot. I think it cost my parents a lot. It cost my grandparents a lot. But really, I just got it as an inheritance. The problem with a lot of people is it didn't cost them very much. So when somebody comes offering a little bit for it, little popularity, little, little fame, little financial gain, they're ready to sell it because they didn't have to pay much for it. But the patriarchs, they gave it all. They sold out. They gave everything folks listen young adults listen to everybody it don't matter if you had to give everything for it or if it cost you barely anything you don't need to sell out you need to make sure that if you've got the truth that you're determined just not sell it by the truth and sell it not you gotta make sure you keep your hand Wrapped around the truth. Put it in a safe deposit box. Find it in lock and key. Do whatever you got to do to make sure you can keep the truth. It's valuable. Valuable. What's awesome about the truth and the value of the truth, the Bible says, For the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting. And listen to this. And his truth endureth to all generations. It never fades away. Man, how many things do we invest in that may... It seems like... Just a short period later, it's not satisfying us uh, to us anymore, and, and it's not something that gives us any level of gratitude. You buy a, a nice sports car, and a few years later, you've got some miles on it and a few dents in it, and the paint's beginning to fade, and, and the value that you had with that thing, now it's degraded, and, and you're ready to trade it off for something new. But the Bible says that the truth endureth to all generations. Its value's never going to go down. It's worth just as much today as it was 2000 years ago when the truth of the gospel was first displayed to humanity. You got to understand, it's going to give you satisfaction forever. Hey, I'm young. I was I'm sorry, I was young, but now I'm definitely getting old. And I'm telling you, there's been nothing more satisfying to me than the truth that I know, the truth that I've experienced in the house of God. I've had possessions. I've had experiences. I've, I've, I've had some things in this world. But there's nothing more satisfying, more gratifying, more enduring to me than the truth of the word of God. It's a defining characteristic of God. The Bible says in the Old Testament three separate times that he is the God of truth. It's a defining characteristic of biblical leadership. When Moses was trying to distribute some of his responsibility with God's people, one of the defining characteristics that he was looking for was men of truth. It's a message that needs to be preached to God's people. Joshua pled to the children of Israel, serve him in sincerity and in truth. I think it's important, and I say this to my kids, you need to be honest with yourself. You need to be honest with yourself. When the word of God is preached, don't play games with that Let the truth measure up against you and you up against it and let it try to determine in you what you need to be. When you hear the word of God go forth and you hear the truth of the word of God, find that you try to grab a hold of what is real in your life. Don't be satisfied living beneath your privileges, living beneath the truth. But when God says, hey, I want you up here, then let it measure up against you. The Bible says that God desires it from us. In Psalms, he said, thou de- Behold, thou desire truth in the inward parts. He's literally searching around inside of you for the truth. Listen to this it'll bring mercy to you. Solomon said about his dad David, Thou hast showed unto thy servant David, my father, great mercy. According as he walked before thee in truth, somebody said, "I want the mercy of God in my life." Well, you got to walk in truth. He said, "You." Literally, he said, "You gave David mercy." Wonder, wonder how David got mercy for some of the things he did, because the guy made some really bad mistakes. It's because he walked in truth. He wasn't satisfied living in sin. He admitted he was a sinner, and he tried his best to get away from sin. If you want mercy in your life, you have to walk in truth. I'm getting somewhere. It helps purge out iniquities. Listen to this, Proverbs. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. Prayer can be answered because of it. Hezekiah I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart, and have done that which is good in thy sight. He had hey, a death sentence pronounced over him. A prophet come and said, it's time for you to die. And he said, listen, God, I've walked in truth. And he said, I want you to, to answer my prayer. And this is why he said, God, you ought to answer it. Because I walked in truth. Hey, that's why why I think some prayers are answered or not answered is because there's some people who are committed to God and they're walking in truth. Hey, I would call my mom and my mother-in-law and my wife before, before anybody else to say, hey, I want you to pray over me because I believe they walk in truth. They're trying their best to serve God. And I'm telling you, there's power in prayer because people are walking in truth. You can be preserved by it. According to Psalms 40. You can be led by it. According to Psalms 43. He is close to us. Because of truth. According to Psalms 145. Real worship. Only comes. From spirit. And truth. You can't really worship God. You can worship him in spirit. But you can't really even worship God. Unless you are worshiping him. In spirit and in truth. John 8 and 32 says it like this, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Somebody says, man, I'm tired of living the way I'm living. I'm going to tell you what's going to set you free, nothing but the good old-fashioned truth. Truth be told, the only thing that's going to get you out of the circumstances that you're in is the truth. You've got to get in the truth if you want to have redemption. I'm getting somewhere. Psalms 138 says this, I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. We ought to be thankful that we know the truth. Man, I've heard a lot of testimonies in my life. I've heard a lot of different people stand behind a pulpit and they go down the list of things that they're thankful for. And I've heard it so many times. Seems like almost every person, I'm thankful for the truth. When we come to the church, the house of God, and we worship Him, we ought to not ever come so boastful that we don't lift up our hands and say, Thank you, God, that I know the truth. Thank you, God, for the truth that's in my life. In this day and age, I'm going to come to a close a lot quicker than you think. In this day and age, it's a confusing time. It's a manipulating time. The things we used to find comfort in, religion, politics, and businessmen, seems like we found a lot of comfort and stability in those things. It seems like we're getting manipulated from every side. And people... I don't know how you feel about things, and I but, but the, the, when, when the news comes on and they start talking about COVID or they start talking about the election or they start talking about China or they start talking about Russia or they start talking about the Pope or they start, I mean, it just wears me out because... One side saying this, this scientist saying that, this politician saying that, this pastor saying that, this businessman saying that, and it just seems like none of it line, none of it lines up with the other. The things that we used to find a lot of stability in, there's no stability in anymore because it doesn't feel like anybody will tell us the truth. Listen to this prayer, and then I'm gonna hit this, and we're gonna go. Psalms 25. Pull this up if you don't mind. Psalms chapter 25. Listen to this right here. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift my soul. I'm going to give you my soul, God. O oh my God, I trust in thee. I trust you. I'm going to give you my soul, Lord. I trust you. Let me not be ashamed. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. I'm going to give you my soul, and I'm going to trust that my enemies are not going to triumph over me. Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Let them be ashamed which transgress without cause. Listen to this. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Lead me in thy truth, and teach me. For thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Remember, O Lord, thy tender mercies and, loving kind, and thy loving kindness, for they have been ever old. Remember not the sins of my youth nor my transgressions. According to thy mercy remember thou me for thy goodness sake, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord, therefore will he teach sinners in thy way. Literally, this prayer, this person saying, I'm going to give you my soul, and I'm going to trust you that my enemies are not going to overtake me. And then that prayer goes on to say, God, teach me your ways. Lead me in the truth and teach sinners your way. Listen to this. Truth be told, the word of God is perfect and forever settled in heaven. Truth be told, it's sharper than any two-edged sword and it can go all the way into your joints and your marrow to create a new creature. Y'all can get with me if you want. Truth be told, the word was there in the beginning and it was God and it was God alone. Truth be told, God created the heavens and the earth. Truth be told, He is the creator all of all. The heavens are His throne and the earth is His footstool. Truth be told, He is the alpha and the omega. He is the beginning and the end. Truth be told, He is that which was and which is and which is to come. Truth be told... He is the bright and morning star. There's a lot of lies in this world. Truth be told, he is the lily of the valley. Truth be told, he is the rose of Sharon. Hey, somebody's telling you, well, you ought to vote this way because Trump's lying about this. You ought to vote that way because Biden's lying about this. Truth be told, he is the I am that I am. Truth be told, He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Truth be told, there is one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. Truth be told, He is God Almighty. Truth be told, He is the Prince of Peace. Truth be told, He is my strong tower. Truth be told, He is my provider. Are you tired of hearing about lies? Are you tired of being manipulated? Truth be told, he is my refuge. Truth be told, he is my kinsman redeemer. Truth be told, he is my rock. Truth be told, when a storm is coming, God will send a warning to save you and your house so you can build an art to the saving of your house. Truth be told, when your brothers turn their back on you and you become a slave and you're ultimately thrown in prison, God won't forget you and he may even restore you to the palace. Hey, that's the truth in the word of God. Truth be told, when you aren't afraid to live for God in a lion's den or in a fiery furnace, God can deliver you and I'm telling you, he'll get right in there with you. I feel like I I wish I could preach this like I feel it right now. I'm tired of being told lies. I'm tired of feeling like I don't have any security in my life. Truth be told, God will get in the fire with you. (laughs) Truth be told, when you're a child of God, A red sea becomes a pathway. Provision is provided in the wilderness. You get vineyards and wells you didn't even dig. That's the truth of the word of God. Truth be told, oils will overflow your pots. If you're living in the truth and you're a child of God, when you need oil, it'll overflow your pots. Truth be told, a whale's belly can become a place of revival. Somebody said, I got it bad. I'm telling you, Jonah found himself in the belly of a whale, and a revival in that area started. Oh, truth be told, victories are won with trumpets and pitchers. You say, I ain't got nothing to offer God. I can't. I can't. Gideon and them, they won a battle with trumpets and pitchers. Just started breaking glass and they won a war that way. God can take, truth be told, God can take whatever he needs and make it work. It doesn't matter what you have to offer. It matters what God has to offer. That's the truth. Truth be told, just give whatever you got. Truth be told, men of valor are made from farmers. Truth be told, when you lose it all, God gives it back double portion. Hey, these, I'm, just, I'm just telling you the truth. I'm just trying to, I, I, I'm, I'm so weary in my mind with the lies that are, be told, that, are, that are being told me day in and day out. It's just refreshing to hear some good old-fashioned truth. Just some good old-fashioned truth. Truth be told, your help cometh from the Lord. I'm going to say that again. Quit looking at politicians. Quit looking at the banker. I'm not trying to say that there's not people that can't help you. But truth be told, your help cometh from the Lord. We've got to start, and my generation may be the problem. I don't know. But we've got to quit looking down here. And we've got to start looking up from where cometh our help. Truth be told, my help is going to come from the Lord. Truth be told, some trust in chariots, some in horses. But I'm going to trust in the name of the Lord. Truth be told, God will keep us in our time of trouble. We need to have that faith today. We need to believe in that probably as much as we ever have. Truth be told, God will keep us in our time of trouble. We used to sing a song, he's an on-time God. Yes, he is. He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. He may not come when you want him, but he, truth be told, he'll be there right on time. He's an on time God. Don't you think he ain't got this day and this age in his hands? Truth be told, truth be told, God is in control. What is truth? What is truth? God is the God of truth. Truth be told, in due time, you will reap if you feign not. Come on, faithful saint of God. Hear the word of God today. Don't let the distractions of this world detour you from having absolute faith in God. Truth be told, you will reap the promises of God if you feign not. Woo. Come on. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Somebody needs to hear that in your spirit today. You've sacrificed and you've gave and you've committed. But I'm telling you, don't give up now. I'm telling you, there's a little sprout that's beginning to come out of the ground. And there's a harvest on the way. Truth be told, you're going to reap a blessing from God if you don't faint. Truth be told, you can make it through this trial. Come on. Truth be told, you can make it through this trial. When you've done all you knew to, you know to do to stand, stand on the promise of the Lord. That's the truth. Some of y'all are saying, man, I've done all I know to do. Great. That's what you're supposed to do. Now the truth of the Word of God says just Stand. You need to stand where you're at. You need to say, God, I'm not going anywhere. I'm wholeheartedly committed. you got to recognize that if you'll stand, you will make it through this trial. Truth be told, you can be healed of that disease. Come on, somebody say amen right now. There's some faith that needs to, to, to be brought up in this house. You can be healed. He's still in the healing business. He took those stripes for your healing. That is the truth of the Word of God. Truth be told, that loved one can be delivered from addiction. Come on. That's the truth. We're so caught up in some of the lies of this world, we'll we get a lot more excited and polarized about Biden or Trump than we ever would about the word of God. I'm preaching you the truth today. I'm preaching to you something you can stand sure on. The truth of God is is that loved one can be delivered. The anointing can destroy the yoke of bondage. Where the spirit of the Lord is, this is the truth, there is liberty. Truth be told, when we praise the Lord the shackles will be loosed. And and I'm telling somebody in this place here today, you can respond any way you want to respond, but I'm telling you, you you can praise those shackles off your life. You can come determined to say, God, I don't care what's going on. I don't care what anybody thinks. I've got to have a breakthrough. I need these shackles off of my life so that I can really serve you. God, I'm determined, come what may, that I'm going to worship your name. Truth be told, the walls of our prison will be shaken, and we can be set free through our praise. Truth be told... You can have peace of mind. Amen. Truth be told, you can have peace of mind. There is peace that passeth understanding. Truth be told, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I'm telling you, the fear and the anxiety that is in this world is not from the truth of God's word. I'm telling you, through the truth of God's word, you can have peace in your life. In the glorious, matchless, wonderful name of Jesus Christ. Just going to try to preach a little truth today. Truth be told, your children can make it in this sinful world. Come on, mom and dad, be encouraged Greater is He that is in me. Come on, young folks. Greater is He that is in you. Come, come on, all of us. Greater is He that is in us than He that is in this world. Some people think, "Ain't nobody going to be able to make it in this day." You're degrading the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, I believe my daughter can walk in the power of the Holy Ghost even in this sinful world. I believe your son and your daughter, your children can grow up in this world and be a witness to their friends and be a witness to their families because greater is He. That's the truth of the Word of God. Greater is He that is in me. The truth is that if you'll train up a child in the way they should go when they are old, they will not depart from it. I believe it. That's the truth. The truth of God says this. This ain't scripture. This is something I got from my wife, and I'm not real sure where she got it. God loves your children more than you do. That's a truth. Hey, I'm worried about my kids. I ain't going to lie to you. I'm worried about it in my flesh. I want my children... To be able to serve God, and I want him to be able to make it, but the truth of, of, of God is is that He loves them more than you do. You're trying your best. Just imagine what God's doing. Don't you think He knows how to put things in order so that your children can find Him? Don't you think that He can put things in order, that your children can be used mightily of Him? Don't you think, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Don't you think God can take care of your kids? That's the truth of the word of God. Come on, mama. Come on, daddy. Have peace. God's got him in his hand. Truth be told, we can have revival in this hour. We can have revival. Some people think that that the church is going to struggle. And that the church is struggling. Again, if you'll listen to the news, you think that the church is struggling. So many percent of people are never going to go back to church again. But I'm telling you, by the word of God, we can have a revival in these last days. I'm just going to teach you the word of God. Where two or three are gathered together in his name. He's going to be in the midst of them. In the last days, saith God. We in the last days. Well, you can't have revival in the last days. In the last day, saith God, I'll pour out of my spirit on all flesh. I'm just waiting for the day that God just rains down the Holy Ghost in this hour. We're going to have revival in this church because we're standing on the truths of the Word of God. I'm not depending on a program. I'm not depending on what some man says we ought to do. But I'm going to stand on the Word of God and God's spirit proclaims that he's going to pour out on all flesh. Truth be told, there are still godly people in this generation. Just like he showed the prophet, there are more for us than there are against us. It seems like the enemy's trying to paint a picture that there's nobody doing any good anymore, that it's evil everywhere. He's got our minds all manipulated, thinking that people aren't standing for God anymore. I'm telling you, if God would just show us, If he would just give us a vision, just like he did the prophet, there's more for us than there are against us. I'm telling you, there's some God fearing people in this world, and all they want to know is what is the truth. Please teach me the truth. Please preach. Please preach me the truth one more time. Truth be told, God is still on the throne, and he's still in control. He controls the wind and the wave. When he's ready to speak, All he has to say is, peace be still. He's in that much control that all he has to do, this seems like the storms of life are horrible in this day and hour. I'm telling you, God is in control. We're restless and, and our minds are all in turmoil. But God's in the bottom of the ship and he's just taking a nap. That's how comfortable he is right now. And when he's ready, he's going to step out and he's going to say, peace be still. And the chaos is going to stop. God is in control. Truth be told, if you live a separated life, you can be a part of the royal priesthood. I'm going to encourage a young person right now and you're trying to figure out how you want to live your life. I'm telling you, if you'll separate your life and you'll live it for God, God will put you in the royal priesthood and you'll be able to minister under a powerful anointing. That's the truth of God. Truth be told, heaven is real. I'm telling you, I'm just preaching through the Bible right now. Truth be told, heaven is real. Truth be told, the trumpet is about to sound. I'm telling you, that's the truth. That is the truth. The trumpet is about to sound. The eastern sky is about to split. The dead in Christ are about to rise. And those that are are alive and remain are going to be called up together to meet Him in the air. Truth be told, there is coming a day where there's no heartache and there's no pain. There's no more clouds to dim the sky, and there's no more tears to dim the eye. Truth be told, we're about to forever be with Him. If you would stand, please. Truth be told, there are walls of jasper. There are streets of gold. There are gates of pearls that are waiting for us. Truth be told, He's going to prepare a place for us. Let me tell you how I know that. He said, if it were not so, I'd have told you. That's the truth of the Word of God. Truth be told, there is a mansion waiting on me. Truth be told, we're about to be able to worship and dance around the throne. Because we're going to be saved and we're going to be able to do it with our loved ones that have gone on before us. To me, that's a peace, peaceful mindset and a truth that I can find comfort in today. Truth be told, and I, th- I, hope, I hope we can solidify this message with this. He alone is worthy. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty is a truth that we need to get in our system. Truth be told, if I have a breath in my body, I ought to praise the Lord. The truth is this you can't clap enough, you can't run enough, you can't sing enough, you can't shout enough, you can't cry enough, and you can't jump enough for all that He's done for you. That's a truth. He alone, not an athlete, not a politician, not a businessman, is worthy of your praise. But he alone is worthy. This is the truth. Your sacrifice is going to be worth it. God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Truth be told, prayer works. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Ask anything in his name and he'll do it. Truth be told you are here today because God kept you. song we used to sing I'm alive today only because of his grace God kept me. You're here today because God kept you. I need for somebody to hear this as I'm closing. This is a truth. God's calling is without repentance. It doesn't matter how far you've gone, it doesn't matter where you've been, how long you stayed. This is a truth. The Spirit and the bride say, Come. We want you to come home. There is a fatted calf. There's a freshly pressed robe, and there's a signet ring waiting for you. That's the truth. I'll finalize it with this. The truth that needs to be told more than anything is the gospel is still the greatest story ever told. While you were yet a sinner, Christ died for you. The truth is simply this. The promise is unto you and your children and as many as the Lord our God shall call. The truth is you must be born again. If you repent, mercy is waiting for you at the altar. If you're baptized in his name, the truth is remission of sins awaits And if you believe the Word of God, He will fill you with His Spirit. And you can live an overcoming life. Hey, all I wanted to preach to you today was just the truth. I didn't have a story to tell. I didn't have a a concept to try to maybe tickle your interest with. But I just wanted to preach you the Word of God. To me, it felt refreshing just to hear the truth. I'm not trying to sell you a bill of goods. I'm not trying to get your vote. I'm not trying to persuade you one way or the other. I'm just trying to tell you the good old-fashioned truth. And I've never found anything more truthful in my life than this precious Word of God. When other things that I thought were truthful, other things that I thought that I could stand on, I eventually found out were nothing but a sandy beach. And the waves came against it, and it caused my house to fall. But I'm thankful for the rock of the Word of God that has stood the test of time and its truths are just as real today as they were 3 and 4 and 5,000 years ago. I wonder if we can bow our heads right now, close our eyes. I know this message was different and I I knew it was going to be different when I delivered it today. But in a world full of lies and a world full of manipulation, in a world full of turmoil that we seem like we just can't find any security in anything in our lives right now. It feels in some ways a little bit hopeless. Well, I want you to know there are people in the Word of God that had hope against all hope. There's people that stood the test of time and were able to stand because they weren't looking at this world for their security. The Bible says there was a group of people that rejoiced with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Boy, that's a fascinating idea of revival. But the thing that we really need to realize is the Apostle Peter, when he was writing that letter to that group of people, he said, I can't believe that you're able to have such a pure faith because of the trial that you're going through. He paralleled it by saying, it's going to be like pure gold and he said in so many words, I am amazed that you are rejoicing with joy unspeakable and full of glory with all the things you're going through. Let me tell you how they were able to do that because they knew the truth. He's the way, and He's the truth, and He's the life. He is the God of truth. We hear from the scripture of truth. And we have the spirit of truth. I'm telling you, it's the truth that's going to make us free. It's the truth that's going to give us liberty. They're going to start singing, and I'm going to ask them to go ahead. when they're. Thank you for joining our podcast. We want to invite you to our church, Wednesdays at 7 o'clock, Sunday afternoons at 345. We want to say thank you for joining us, and also tune in next time for our podcast, messages from the promise.